0: That is David Arguleta 29-year-old American, saying don't run away, don't run away. And sometimes when it gets heated in the bedroom, that's what we tend to do, right? Well, we're entering the Closet Conversations, a This is SAFM Late Night Conversation. It is time for me to remind our young ones and our sensitive viewers that this part of the show is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. We are getting into the closet conversations what do we usually do at this time well we shut the door and we open the closet it's time for us adults to have serious saucy talk we're going to be talking about bdsm and uh, we've got a sex expert who is one who teaches these practices and she's going to tell us what it means how you do it and how it can ignite your sex life so A-teamers, remember, if you'd like to ask questions or you'd like to learn more or you've got experiences that you'd like to share with us, you can be totally anonymous. The number to dial is oh. Eight nine one one zero four two zero seven, or you can WhatsApp on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. SMS is go to four one three nine one. Our beautiful guest is Mistress Cleo, who's the owner of Fetish Haven. Thank you very much for being with us once again, Mistress Cleo. Oh, oh
1: good evening, and thank you so much for having me back.
0: Well, I'm. You know, very the neighbors
1: are going to start talking about
0: us. Right? <laughs> let them talk, especially <laughs> if it's going to be good talk, right? Because sex talk is always good. Now, of you are you are um, no. Let me not say w- w- what you are, but you are an expert when it comes to BDSM. Tell us exactly what you do and uh, what fetish haven is all about.
1: Okay, um, I'm obviously Mrs. Cleo, known to a lot of people as V. I am the owner of the only fetish, complete, fully equipped fetish venue in Africa. So um, what we do is we specialize in fetishes, and fetishes are anything, BDSM, anything that you love that others consider um, not the norm. That is what we specialize in. So there's bondage, there's discipline, there's sadism, there's everything. So we do the whole. If you're into feet, if you're into whatever your kink is, we are the people
0: that um, that um, embrace your kink. So to, to put it that way. So you embrace the kink. I want to understand uh, the the term BDSM. Please tell us what it all stands for.
1: Okay. The B is for bondage, and bondage is anything that has to do with restriction, with, with being tied up. It could be rope, it could be handcuffs, it could be restraints, it could be tight clothes, whatever. That is what the B stands for. The D is for discipline. Discipline meaning that you obey. Um, if you've been given commandment, um, um, commandments or whatever, you... Um, um, yes. Sorry, my thought my just traveled. There's <laughs> restrictions. And then um, the S is either for sadism, which is if you somebody who enjoys inflicting pain or submissive. And the M is for masochism, which is somebody that likes receiving pain, um, that enjoys, that finds enjoyment in, in, in receiving pain. So that is what the BDSM stands for.
0: Okay, it, it it's it's new to most of our ears. This whole BDSM and introduced to us uh, by uh, popularly by the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, and um, obviously a lot of people thought, "Hmm, I'd like to try that." Hmm, I'd like to try exactly. that. Let's firstly talk about the safety element because it does look like it is. You know, some of the elements of BDSM look like they are bordering on the line of extreme danger. And fatalities could okay, be look, an eventuality.
1: No, look, we, we have rules in place. So first of all, it's safe, sane and consensual. Nothing gets done without those three words. So if in a play, it has to be safe. And it has to be sane and it has to be consensual. So, I cannot play with you if you are not into it or haven't given your consent. That is it. And it's always about respect. That is about the BDSM or the fetish or the kink community. There is respect. Respect for each other, respect for each other's kink. So, um,. I mean, there's there's from BDSM is about from central to extreme. You know, you have different things. You have people that are into breasts. You have people that are into diapers, foot, feet, leather, latex, Um, impact um, play, which is stuff like spanking or caning or whipping or whatever. But nothing gets down done without consent, and it has to be safe. So, I mean, we 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 um, emphasize on those three words
0: safe, sane, and consensual. Hmm. It it and Now, if for a first-time practitioner, a person who's never ventured into uh, some of the kink or some of the fetish ways, but they've always wanted to, I mean, okay. w- wouldn't that first-time practitioner sometimes run the risk of, of harming their partner or even themselves?
1: Look, I think people in general are, do use their brains. I mean, you're not going to go and jump off a cliff when you just want to see if you can climb three stairs. I mean, you know what I mean? You're not going to go do something stupid. Some people do, yes, but in general, people that are into BDSM, they go to places like mine or they go to um, other clubs. You have a different. There's other clubs that also specialize and people that are really experienced in this. I mean, um, at Club Rome, you have UBDSM and there's Katrina, who's fantastic, who's amazing at what she does. You have profs who's another gen. there's professional people that specialize in in in, in our kink. Uh, we have a community and everything. So if somebody came and wanted to try things out, most times they would come either to a party, so that they can start and see what it is they like. Um, you know, maybe do some rope and see if this is what you like. Maybe do a little spanking and see if that is what you like. In general, people will not just jump in at the deep end and go do the most extreme stuff, unless they were really dumb. Um, so, you know, there are places, there, there's venues, there's parties, there's people in the community who are always willing and and there to assist and help, and you know what I mean? Hmm. So, um, yeah, um, I, I've not known anybody to go and do crazy stuff, but people do, but I don't know.
0: You know, in general about it. People usually come to us and we usually educate them. Spice up your life with BDSM. This is what we're talking about today uh, <laughs> with uh, Mistress Cleo, who is the owner of Fetish Haven. Uh, and she's obviously an expert when it comes to these things. She trains people on how to um, venture into this uh, way of having uh, sexual pleasures. I'd love to hear from you, A-teamers. Your questions, your experiences, some have even... Um, experienced the pleasures of going to mistress cleo's uh, club or venue and experienced her pleasures um, so please do call in the number is 089110427 or you can whatsapp on 0614104107 mistress cleo I'm, I'm i'm you know when i watched the movie and that's what, where i'm taking my experience from okay so when i watched the, yes when i watched the movie the first one And I thought, my goodness, where did this man get such a personality? And obviously it's revealed later on in the movie and the sequel. But how does one decide which role they will play when they are uh, going into uh, the BDSM lifestyle?
1: Well, oh, usually you know what your personality is. I'm extremely dominant. I'm dominant in my personal life. I'm dominant in my private life. I'm dominant in my profession. So I don't switch. You have people that do switch. So you'll have somebody who's dominant now, but later will, will be submissive. You have two people in, in, in a play. You have a, dom- a dominant person or um, the dominant part, and you have a submissive. So to be dominant means to be confident in your skill. And your submissive would see this, you know. Um, Your submissive then will feel safe and be able to trust you because BDSM is really, really, um, a lot of it depends on trust. You need to trust the person that you're playing with to know what they're doing. So, I mean, if I walk into my room and I'm going to dominate somebody, and I'm going to allow them to control the scene or the, the whatever, it, it won't work, you know. I need to be in control always. So that is the the, the, the part of the dominant person in, in the relationship or in the dynamic or the play or whatever.
0: Let's go through some of the things that people want. Corporal punishment. What would that entail during this uh, sexual oh, experience?
1: Okay, corporal punishment usually would entail stuff like going back to when you were a schoolboy, you know, being caned. Now, people say like, why do you grow up and you like this? You must remember something. People deal with a lot of things when they're kids. And instead of hating it, they turn it into something they enjoy. And that is purely on a survival mode. You know, when you, when you're a child, when you're young, when you're growing up, whatever, all our experiences that we experience in life, We take those and we either use it in a negative way, um, which does us more harm, or you turn it into something that you can actually live with. You know what I mean? It's like um, if you grow up in a home where your dad's abusive, you could um, meet somebody that's abusive and think that this is the kind of relationship you always want. You know what I mean? But then you could also grow up with somebody that's abusive and decide, you know what, when I'm bigger, or when I grow up, or when I meet that man, I want the opposite. So you take your experiences and turn it around. So corporate punishment is really people that enjoy being caned, like when they were at school, or when they were in the army, or whatever. And that is role play, you know. So, for example, you have traditional caning, which is where you get sentenced, you get caught, you get sentenced, you get given um, a number of lashes, um, and... You know, so it's all role play. It's all pretending to be in that scenario that you remember, or you, you know, um, you, yeah, that you've turned into your king, basically. Okay, so
0: that so, is more so, so, yeah. so let's say, my, let's say I, I meet a partner who wants okay. to cane me. How do I handle that? Because that's what appeases my partner. It's different if my partner says, I must cane them. But if my partner says, Patricia, I'm into BDSM and I enjoy giving corporal punishment. And how do you handle such? Well, look, first of all, if my partner is going to force me to do something
1: that I'm not into, then we shouldn't be together. It's the same thing if I like something and he's not accepting. So what you do is, um, okay, so your partner likes likes caning people. You are not into caning. So you meet him halfway and you say, okay, let's find somebody who's into being uh, submissive. Let's find somebody who likes being caned. You get your enjoyment. You keep sane. And I'm okay with that because it's not a sexual act. It's not about sex. So, I mean, I think that's a fair trade. You get somebody who actually is into that thing. You still get to do what you like. I might like something that you're not into. So I think meet each other halfway with it, but forcing your partner to do something he's not into or you're not into, it's not going to work. Absolutely not. Because if at, you're not into pain, you're not into pain.
0: But so, at times you're not aware of what you're into, especially if you've never tried it. So like we've said, BDSM is 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 a new concept for, for some sex practitioners. Yeah. So now, well, oh, go ahead.
1: If It is into, okay, so your, your man says, listen yeah, I, I, I done this before. I love taming. I get a kick out of it. Let's do it. And you maybe want to experience it, but not at that intensity or that level. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's start with playful spanking. You must remember, any kink that starts off as a game is always fun. So, okay, you say, look, let's he can throw the dice and maybe throw five and maybe spank you with a hand and maybe add a little sexual element into it by rubbing your private parts or rubbing your breasts or whatever. So it makes it enjoyable. So even though you've got a bit of pain, you've also got a bit of pleasure and it is your partner. So you can maybe slowly work your way into something. But to just jump in and say, listen, I like this. I like you. I want to pain you. And you just, no, 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 no. Not going to work. Sorry. I think understanding your kink works both ways, both with the dominant and with the submissive. I mean, when I, when I dominate somebody, I usually try and find out what they into and what they like. And if they don't know, I try a few things, but I really go slow. I really go slow and I build up a trust with each other. So when I say to my um, uh, uh, sub or whatever, let, let me try this out. I will never try it at the maximum intensity. I will try it slowly. And in, every time I see that person will increase the the level of intensity or, you know what I mean? And, and in, 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 with us, with playing, we have safety words. You cannot play without safety words unless you're really a professional and you can read body language. But in general, we have safety words. So green is all good. Orange is, look, that, that's, you know, where we're going to stop. And red is no. It means no, and there's no substitute for no. That's no.
0: You stop, no more.
1: And that's how we work.
0: We are talking about BDSM, and our guest is Mistress Cleo. Ask your questions. The number to dial is 0891-104207. You can also WhatsApp 0614104107. Are you into being caned or do you want to cane? <laughs> Let us know. Here, there, and everywhere. CFM one hundred and five point seven FM in Cape Town. Late night conversations. Now, one of the terms that I've always wanted to know about, and I think you also mentioned this uh, on our first uh, conversation together, was that of a toilet training. What is Ooh, it? How does it work? Favorite. Okay, look,
1: in 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 the BDSM community, or oh, I'm a mistress, so most mistresses or have their their little something that they enjoy doing. I, I love my trade. I love what I do, but I'm an extreme mistress. So by extreme it means I like doing things that other people won't do and other people are not into doing. And the reason I like that is because it it really just um pushes boundaries, you know? Um most um, um common um fetishes is foot fetish um latex, um, rope, flogging, and, of course, impact play, which is the caning, spanking, and all of that. I like the toilet training. The toilet training, you, it's very, it's, a lot of the um, Europeans like it, and a lot of the foreigners, the foreign men like it. And the reason being is because they're just so open-minded about a lot of things. And toilet training usually comes with humiliation. So instead of me going to the toilet, I use them as a toilet. So, I could maybe um um what is the word um, I can use them for all my, my 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 needs whenever I want to go to the toilet. I can use my slave, and his job is to be there as my toilet and that's you can train people for this um and it it, it really comes from humiliation. So what is the ultimate thing that you can humiliate somebody with is usually
0: toilet training. How, though? How does it work? And, and how does it give pleasure to the person who's receiving or giving? People get off by different things.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, some people get off by buying um, stockings. Other people get off by buying, by wearing stockings. Other people get off by buying shoes or whatever. Some people get off by smoking and even putting the ash in their mouth so to make them feel like they're a human ashtray. That is what brings them pleasure. It's the humiliation of it all. Is that and most of these people are in high corporate jobs. They're people that are constantly in um in in in, in, in um a role of authority, you know people come to them at home it's they're the husband and at the work they the man they're the boss they and sometimes they just want to feel like they really at the lowest level and that is the lowest level so they enjoy it if you can i use the word pee am i laughing yeah 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 okay they'll just so keep y- it up so i mean if you want to pee on somebody i mean that's what i'll do and i have no problem with it and they love it because they're toilet you know some people drink it out of a glass, some people drink it from a funnel, some people on them, and this is what they like. And my my outlook on this is simple. If you like somebody and it's not hurting anybody else, why are we worried? Why am I going to say, oh, I don't like that or I don't like this? It's your kink. It's something that does something for you, and if it brings you pleasure, who am I to say, no, you can't do that,
0: you know? So, yeah. Now I've got an SMS here. <laughs> mm-hmm. This SMS um, is from an anonymous A-team who says for goodness sake please don't spend lots of time about abusive behavior towards women when uh, giving time to enticing female and uh, promoting abusive sexual behavior there's an elephant in the room or on air. And and I understand what uh, our A-team is saying in this message. And we are by no means promoting or um, saying people should do this. We are merely getting some education as to what this BDSM is and each to their own. And that's why we've got someone who is trained and professional, who's Mistress Cleo. And I think... Um, she 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 hasn't said this is only applicable to women, but it, it it's both men and women who embark on um, on uh, BDSM. But she'll talk more. We lost her on the line. She'll come back a bit later. Mistress Claire, are you still there? Are you back? Yes, I'm here, Madonna. Okay, so yeah, so it, it it is BDSM only aimed at females? Is it only females no, who get? No, no, no,
1: no, no. Seventy percent of your your submissive, is a man. It's not a woman. We empower. So it's not abuse. Abuse is when you get punished or you get beaten up against your will. This has got nothing to do with that. BDSM is consensual. It's something you consent to. It's not um, there to abuse women. In fact, it's empowering. Because I am in charge. I am the queen. I am the master. How much, you know, you in a powerful position. You have a man at your feet. You have a man that's listening to what you say. It's not about um, men abusing women. No, no. It's about women having power over
2: men.
0: Okay, let's go to Lorraine, who's holding on the line. Good evening, Lorraine. How are you?
2: Good evening, uh, Patricia. And to your guest, I think her name is Cleo. Am I right?
0: Yes, Mistress Cleo. Good
2: evening, Hi, Cleo, Good evening Lorraine. Hi, my I'd just like to pose a question because I'm doing a short course on psychology just to get a feel of whether it's something I really want to study on a larger scale. I want to know from you, it seems like your business is a specialized business. So you would have a sort of a regular clientele base. In your uh, time running the business, do you find there are person, uh, people whose persona changes from who they are in the outside world compared to what type of client would come to seek or buy stuff from your, your business? I'm just curious to know. I listen on the radio. And for you, Patricia, if you don't mind my uh, diverting from this call, I'm sorry to do that. If Tafaro ever calls back, I was on the show last week, we were speaking about colours or so-called colours or whatever people wish to purport them as. Uh, please tell him that I did return the call, but you had moved on to another session. Thank you. Thank you very much, Thank you. Thanks. Okay, bye.
0: Bye. Mrs. Um, Cleo, yeah, please, do respond. Okay, I heard that. Um, look, first
1: of all... Um I find, and I said this in my last interview, I have met the most amazing human beings in this business, in the kink world, in the fetish world, in whatever, because what you see is who they really are. Out there, we have to live lives that society tells us to live. We've got to be straight people. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. But in our private space, behind closed doors, we can actually be ourselves and just, you know, so for me, I mean, my clientele are amazing human beings. I mean, I they people that have supported me. They've supported my dream. They've supported me as a woman. They've supported me as an individual. I've grown. I've become um, a stronger person because of my work. I'm independent. I am self-assured. And you have confidence because you have people coming to you for the answers. So, if somebody wanted to go into the fetish industry or whatever, I mean, at the end of the day, it's what you make of it, first of all. But I personally have had, I have been blessed in this, in this lifestyle, and I will always say that, and I've really met amazing humans. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my opinion. Um, I don't know about other people, but I have just, I mean, really, Honestly, just really great people. That's what I've met.
0: Now, on... WhatsApp, I've got uh, an A-teamer saying, Patricia, the person that sent the SMS, he or she got it wrong. There's no abuse uh, being promoted here. Um, Well, you're responding to each other A-teamers. Take it from where you can. I think I'm just uh, putting it out there that we want to know more about BDSM. Let's talk about the parties you talked about. You said there are parties, kink parties and events that happen. Uh, Where do these happen? Is it everywhere in the country or is it In specific venues or are they underground things that happen no they're not
1: underground obviously you've got to be registered and you come but I mean it's such an awesome atmosphere because it's really just great people coming together we don't care who you are how famous you are what your job is whatever it's really just like-minded people coming together to enjoy something that brings them pleasure their kink without judgment Without people staring at them and saying, oh, is this what you're into and blah, blah, blah. So we have, I personally have at least four parties a year, a month. Um, I have different parties. So I have parties for swingers. I have parties for BDSM. I have parties for just the alternative lifestyle. And really, I mean, even for me, I mean, before I, I opened this venue, I'd never been to a, a party. So for me, it's a learning experience too. And it is not um, what people think it's supposed to be this, you know, great, uh, you know, um, I I mean, just, you know, um, debauchery everywhere. It's none of that. It's really just amazing humans doing stuff that they really just love. And I mean, that's it. You know, we talk, it's like friends getting together. So the parties are amazing. Um, You can look it on my website. There's other places too. There's um, other houses and places that also have events, you know. Um, And yeah.
0: Are there any rules and regulations? Like, for instance, um, uh, no use of cameras or, you know, you need to bring your partner when you come to these events? Because obviously, if a person would like to venture into BDSM, um, they'd want to be able to know the rules up front. What are the rules? Well, the rules are pretty simple.
1: Respect each other. Simple. Respect each other. Respect the spaces. If people are playing, you can't go there and interrupt or whatever. If somebody is in a room, you can't just walk in and whatever. So it's really respect. Respect uh, what people are doing. Respect each other. And, I mean, if people don't, uh, uh, I mean, that is worldwide. If you don't respect the next person, be it in a pink world or in, in a corporate world, then you really don't belong here. And it's just that is just the, the fundamental point of it all is respect. So I mean, people, when 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 you come in, we give you a tour of the venue. We have ambassadors that are professionals with rope, with different kings. Um, and if you're a single person, or if you're a couple, we will introduce you to them, and they will teach you stuff that you need to know, and they will interact with you. And then we have um, a welcome, we welcome everybody and we tell you the rules. And most times people are pretty good at, you know, obeying those rules and, you know, and it's just because it's a mutual respect. And then you have the occasional, you know, fool that's just a fool, for sure. (laughs) But sure, people, there
0: are rules, and yes, people do respect them. So there is the occasional uh, person who just go outside of the rules, but in general, oh. there are rules that need to be followed. I've got a question no, here for you um, via uh, WhatsApp, and the person saying, Patricia, please ask your guest, can gays do BDSM? Of
1: course, absolutely. My venue, first of all, my venue is an LGBTQ um, venue. It's Everybody's welcome. I don't care whether you're gay, straight, skew, got corners, whatever. You're a human being. You've got a kink, and my venue embraces that. Um, I don't care what your color is. I don't care what your religion is. All I care about is your kink and whether you're kind to me and you're kind to my venue and kind to the next person. And that is simple. So if you're gay... You are more than welcome, and there's a lot of people. There's a lot of guys that that do BDSM. Um, There's, um, I mean, there's jobs. There's so many things. There's the leather boys. There's the bears. There's oh, there's so much. So yeah, if you need any information, just give me a shout and with pleasure, I'll point you in the right direction. But you're welcome at
2: Fetish Haven.
0: Listen, there's already a couple of uh, WhatsApps asking for your contact details, but you'll give those at the end of our show. Let's take a bit of a breather. We are talking to Mistress Cleo, who is the owner of Fetish Haven. And she's educating us about BDSM as an alternative lifestyle to spice up your sex life. (laughs) SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. We are talking Closet Conversations and I'd like to remind you that this part of the show is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 and for sensitive uh, listeners. So make sure that you are protecting the young ones as we speak Closet closet Conversations and we are zooming in on BDSM um, from a sex expert who is revealing the meaning and also just giving us an understanding of the lifestyle this is. Mistress Cleo, who's the owner of Fetish Haven. Now, um, hey a this is the number for you to dial, 891 Don't be shy. You can be anonymous. And you can also WhatsApp or leave a short voice note on 614 Let's talk, uh, Mistress Cleo, about, um, you know, the cost of getting into this lifestyle? Because I see there's a lot of equipment and toys and uh, there are courses and parties and the likes. Is it expensive as a lifestyle? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, toys are expensive. Furniture is expensive. Everything
1: is. Um, and, of course, you know, um, you've got to wear a certain, you've got to have a certain look. Um, there's people that like latex. Latex can cost up to 10 grand for an outfit. So it is pretty expensive. But I mean, if you're doing it as a business, and usually what happens is, and this is the good part, ladies, is that when you have subs, and usually because most subs are in a a well-off position, they usually buy your stuff for you. They love giving you gifts because, you know, they, 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 because they benefit from it. So, I mean, you can get your subs to buy you stuff that you can't afford if that's the case, you know. Mm-hmm. That said, more than
0: employment don't even buy you stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's not a cheap lifestyle at all. Um, not and, at all. And 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 in terms of the, the toys and equipment and furniture, maybe educate yeah. us. What sort of toys should a beginner have if they want to go into this lifestyle? Okay, I'm going to give you some great advice. Yeah. And
1: maybe other people will disagree with me, but this is my advice to you. So first of all, even if you're not going into the Profession or whatever. Just as a couple at home wanting to add a bit of kink to your existence, your, your marriage, whatever. Your pantyhose, your stockings, your hold-ups are the sexiest thing to have in your room. You don't need, look, you can have blindfolds and mouth gags and all these things that cost money and that we sell and we can, you know, give you equipment and all that. But if you don't have money to buy stuff, I'm going to tell you what to do. So for example, you have a pair of hold-ups on. You can use those, one for one for tying hands, one for blindfold, and you can have a bit of fun in your room. Because when you take away the senses, you've got to rely on the most powerful sense, which is your sense of imagination. That is what BDSM is all about. It's about teaching you to rely on other things besides sex. So you rely on your sense of touch, your smell, whatever. And if you having your senses taken away with a, with a pair of pantyhose as a blindfold or a pair of pantyhose as, a, or even your gown belt, you know, your robe, you can use it as to tie your hands or your partner's hands and you can have an awesome play. And so it's little things you can use in your house that makes a huge difference, you know what I mean, or, or ladies' stuff, so yeah. You don't need to go fork out big cash. But if you do want to, and you do want to buy great equipment, monkey-bound, um, Peter and Venus, they have the most amazing, amazing, amazing uh, furniture and big in equipment.
0: Hmm. So this furniture, I mean, do you really need to have a separate room in your house uh, to be able to, to house this furniture the way we saw on no. Fifty Shades? No, you can tie somebody
1: on a chair. You can... I mean, depend depends on what you... Look, for me, I have to have equipment. I have to have stuff because people come here and they play and they want to play in different stuff. So you've got to have stuff with suspension. You've got to have a bed that you can tie on. You've got to have benches, spanking benches. You know, all these equipment. You have to because you're a venue. But if you're doing this thing in the privacy of your own home, you have family coming over. You can't have this big contra- contraption in your... You know and you have kids so you know be wise and just you know you can make your own little small things that you can just put in a drawer and just use when you when you need to you know but yeah for people that want to invest it's it's quite costly and
0: there are people that make amazing amazing furniture Hmm. Very costly, but it could uh, spice up things if this is what you are into No, absolutely But what sort of like price range if we are looking at that at furniture? I mean, you men- mentioned Look, that if uh, you're latex at an- Go ahead Like latex
1: could go anything up to 10 grand And latex is specially made So you can't just go and buy yourself an outfit It's got to be made to your skin It is very hot, but it is so sexy I mean, I went to an event in London, Torture Garden. I hadn't even gotten in the taxi, I was soaking wet. So, <laughs> it is so hot, but it is so gorgeous. And a lot of people love that look. They love the latex, they love the shininess, the PVC. A lot of people are into that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, or, um, a spank, spanking bench could cost you five grand, just to put over, somebody over and spank them. So, um, you can have a flogger, which is something that you use on the back, which is the most sensual toy. Um, it is used for impact play as well. That could go like eight, nine grand, and uh, nine hundred rand, so each. Uh, a blindfold um, could go for about five hundred rand, you know, um, and the same with the, a lot of stuff, toys, vibrators, stuff like that. They're pretty expensive, and a good sex shop is explicit, in case anybody
0: cares. <laughs> all right let's uh <laughs> listen to a voice note
2: hi guys i just want to remind i'm from whitbank taspat park you know i'm just listening to that lady she inspired me the problem that i have is one do you know i have I haven't kissed my wife in two years we just have sex just like that and one position straight there's no way I don't know what's the problem i've tried to to speak to her she doesn't want to i even went to the doctors
0: very sad that very sad um no, it is uh, mistress clear what advice can you give uh, to our a team i mean very sad two, two years not kissing your wife having the same sex position for two years Phew. you know what what the problem is with a lot
1: of married couples um, people don't fall out of love. People get bored. I mean, you love somebody, you spend forever with that person and whatever, um, but you, everything becomes monotonous. You lay in the same position, she doesn't get pretty anymore. Like when you were dating, everything was like new. You know, you'd go to the parking lot and get jiggy with it, you'd kiss, you'd, you know, all these important things. And when you get married, all of that falls away because now you've got children, you've got finance you've got family you've got life you know so every you stop paying attention to you so my advice to him would be like i know that she's in this um what 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 could i say she's in this little um um the word anyway i'll get to it sorry in my, my mind but i mean she's in this she needs to what he needs to do is like start from the start like Start whining and dining her kind of thing. Start romancing her, you know. Like, take her out. Do little things. Bring the flowers. Do all the little things. Or things that she knows that she likes, you know. If she doesn't want to kids, why not? I mean, I'm sorry to say this could it be bad rest. Could it be something else? Whatever. You know, so up your game a little. But start from the start again. Like when you just met. Doing little things to get her attention again, to show her that it's not just a, a bonk at night or just, you know, a duty that she has to perform, but more that you treat her as a sexy woman, not her, her mother, not your um, a mother and your wife, but more like a desirable individual, you know? Mm. Um, that's what I would think because I deal with a lot of people that they've lost the spark. They haven't lost the love. Please pay attention. It's not the love that's gone. It's that you've just gotten so comfortable with being comfortable, you know. And, and also you stop seeing each other as, as that handsome man or that sexy man. He's now dad and he's now husband, you know, provider. Men want to also feel like, hey, I've still got my groove on, you know. Men are like kids. They need to be entertained constantly. They're like children. You need to keep them on their toes. And vice versa, it works both ways. Women still want to feel desirable. I still want to be, you know, rude and and told that I'm gorgeous and I'm lovely. And, you know, even if everything's sagging, I still want you to tell me that you desire me. Not just on a you, you know what I mean? Mm. And, so,
0: yeah. and obviously, this couple needs uh, to see someone. There's probably a lot of underlying issues. Um, I mean, the, the gentleman did mention that he's seen a doctor, but maybe they do need to see um, a psychologist or a counselor or even um, a, a psychologist. Yeah, let's let's go to another should, one here. But
1: I always say, yeah, sorry, Linda. I always say, you know what? You can go see a hundred thousand different people. But if you don't talk to each other, yes, really, you need to start like really, the communication needs to start with the two of you first. Talk to each other. And then if nothing gets solved, move on to having a stranger get in between you two. Mm. Because people forget to talk. People think they have all the answers and they know everything. I know she's cross with me because of this or she's not speaking to me because of that. Oh, she's like this or he's like that. But actually... You're just not listening to me. you not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And women, yeah. when they cross, they're not going to give you anything, brother. You're not getting <laughs> nothing. You know? <laughs> so sometimes you need just alone time. Go away for two days or something. Just the two of you. You and her. That's it. No kids, no family, no phone, nothing. And actually spend time getting to know each other again. Talking. You know, not with anger, not with anything, but with each other as a couple, as
0: two people who love each other still, you know. Let me go here. Now, uh, this, um, this WhatsApp says, good evening, ladies. My wife loves pain during sex. I, on the other hand, also like being dominated. What would be your best advice for us as we both seem to be submissive? So you've got two subs here, uh, but you know how how do they then yeah. make sure that they help well, each other? Well, the most other?
1: dominant. Sorry, I'm so rude always. My apologies. Um, I think um, with two subs, you're going to have a problem because both want to lay down. I mean, you have usually you have a top and you have a bottom. You have a dominant and you have a submissive. There is occasions a lot of people switch. So then, what you can do is. This play, we're gonna. The first hour or today, you're gonna be the top. I'll be the bottom. The next time we play, we'll swap it around. That is a good way of doing it because then you both get to do what you want to do, and you both get to play your roles as a submissive and as a dom. If that doesn't work, I would personally suggest you see a mistress or a dom, you know, and and get that good into your relationship. Um, I'm not saying that's the way to go, but sometimes you need to and I mean because it's not about sex, it could be a good alternative if you're
0: both submissive and nobody wants to to dominate or talk. That I, would be a good. Idea. I suppose this is where communication comes in. That you then exactly, are so. able to talk with each other to say, well, maybe this round you will dominate, the next round it will be me, or the next day. But exactly. I, people need to talk. I'm, I'm. Wait a minute. There's something here in this SMS, in this, in this WhatsApp that scares me. They love pain during. Pegging, my favorite.
1: I'm the pegging queen. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is true. That is my. Let me tell you about pegging. Tell me The gorgeous thing about pegging, it is such a power trip. I love it. I swear, I sometimes feel that that thing is mine. But yes, it is such a power trip because first of all, you are zhushing a guy, okay, Mm. with a strap on. That is pegging. And for me, as a woman, to do that to a man, it's the most sexiest thing and I love it. That is my kink. I love that and I love cross dressing. I love dressing men up like girls. Love it. Absolutely
0: love it. Wow, wow, wow. Very interesting.
1: Absolutely love it. It is such a power trip because I am dominating you, Hmm. I am in charge. I am doing it to you.
0: (laughs) And obviously, you do get a lot of clients who come in to just say, I'm here for you to peg me. And these would obviously be yes, made. Yes, of course. It's such a big thing. It's a huge thing. First of all, let me explain something to you. And it's not about
1: being gay. Because everything that's got to do with the backside, people assume is gay. Please. That's a myth. That's nonsense. Taking your G-spot, a man's G-spot, his sensitive area is, is backside. It doesn't matter what you do or what you say. That's where it is. So it's where your prostate is, it's where you play, it's where your orgasm comes from, it's where all the good things happen. So some guys just enjoy it. And I mean, why not embrace it if that's what you like? And the fact that a woman is doing to you is gorgeous. It doesn't mean, oh, I must be gay, you know, I must be this or I must be... No, people, you need to be confident in your sexuality, in in what you enjoy and who you are and what...
0: You know what I mean? People need to be more confident in themselves Hmm. and their kinks. (laughs) The pegging queen and the cross-dressing (laughs) queen. I'm the pegging queen, darling. (laughs) My goodness. Okay, so you also do, you run courses for individuals and couples. Um, Talk to us about these courses around BDSM yes we do we have workshops that's
1: starting from as soon as we go to level one we will be starting to have our workshops and usually workshops we have different things once twice a month um, on different topics and you can book and you can come and you can experience and it's just an awesome you know um, whether it's for your personal uh, just you know just to for personal gain or whether it's to enhance things in the bedroom or whether it's just to add a little spark to your life, or even as a profession. It is awesome to to come and do a course and just have some knowledge, because knowledge is power. You know, a lot of people don't understand stuff because they don't know about it. But once you learn about something and you understand the dynamics behind it, you actually have a little more
0: respect for it. And, yeah, so, yes, we do have classes and we do have workshops. So, for those who are interested, please do give your contact details and your website. Okay, it's Fetish Haven South Africa,
1: or fetishhaven, S-A, uh, dot C-O, dot Z-A. And, of course, um, if you go onto my website, my numbers are there. I'm Mistress Cleo. I'm on Instagram, Mistress Cleo 3. I'm on everywhere. Just type
0: in Freddy Shaven or Mistress Clear South Africa and it will bring you right to me and I'll help you with pleasure. Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us. And I do know that I've said to you I want to come and view your venue because I've never oh, seen i have never seen some of the toys and equipments just for me to be able to see <laughs> and come back and tell the A-teamers what I saw. Um, and hopefully it's a day that there's no one else there because you're... Yeah, uh-uh, no, I know It's very things. quiet in a
2: week.
0: <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll, definitely be coming through. I'll definitely yeah. be coming through to observe the toys and, uh, um, yeah, for you to just give me a couple of lessons. Thank you very much. Oh, a pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me again. It's been a great <laughs> pleasure, Mistress Cleo. Ciao, everybody. That was uh, Mistress Cleo from Fetish Haven, and uh, I think at BDSM. We have really fully engaged on this topic. A team is. Um, I'll I'll hear from you if you've you trying or you are doing more, um, and uh, if you have any testimonies <laughs> after trying some of the things that we've talked about this evening. We'll be back again in uh, the next couple of hours, so 10 until midnight uh, for the Wednesday edition of Late Night Conversations. But I want to remind you that 3 a.m. until 5 a.m. is a sound awake with the legendary Mandla Shongwe. So make sure that uh, you, you, you're tuned in to get a good start to your day. From the A-Team and myself, may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.